There are so many places where we can get hung up and prevent ourselves from growth and from success. Today, I want to talk to you about the four common hurdles that we all come across as we're building our businesses. I'm all about action and self-improvement. So from there, we're going to deep dive into two of those hurdles, and I'll provide you with three steps to overcome them. If you've been living in a world of doubt where you're constantly wondering if you are good enough or you should even be doing the thing that you're doing or if you should be charging people for what you're doing or if you have a hard time staying focused, then this episode is for you, my friend. Let's face it. Most of us would rather be making art than running a successful business. But here's the thing. We can 100% do both. If you want a creative business that you and your clients adore, and that supports the life of your dreams, you're in the right place. My name is Erica Ewing, and I'm here to challenge you to define your best life and then to cheer you on as you build a business that supports just that. Welcome to the Successful Creatives Podcast. As small business owners, we run up against a lot of hurdles when it comes to running our business. Some of these hurdles are self-inflicted, and they're something that we can work through on our own. That's where our focus is going today. So what are the four hurdles and what can we do about them? They are self-doubt, lack of focus, lack of a plan, and lack of systems. Any of these sound familiar? I'm going to dive into the first two, lack of focus and self-doubt. I'm going to touch on the both of these together because so often these two things go hand in hand, don't they? We're going to tackle self-doubt first because this one is honestly the easiest and also hardest to work through because it's all in your mind, which means that you are the one who has the complete control on whether or not you feel confident in what you're doing and confident in what you're offering into this world. Self-doubt is completely normal and everyone grapples with it at some point. A lot of us grapple with it at a lot of points. It's definitely a seesaw that creatives ride, right? So one day you're, you've created something incredible and you feel proud of it and you're on top of the world and you're like, I am fucking awesome. I just made this epic thing and people are hiring me and I'm getting a ton of kudos online. And then the very next day, it could be, you know, something not even actually real, just a thought in your mind that pulls you right down off of that uh, that high and has you in the you know in the corner crying that you're just not good enough and you might as well just sh- close up shop right now because no one is ever going to pay you to do this thing that you love so much. I think we're so committed to what we're creating and we put so much passion and heart into it that it's hard to separate ourselves from from what we're creating because it is an extension of us. It's really normal and really easy to get caught up in self-doubt. In addition, we've really got to deal with social media and this idea that we're connected to everybody else's thoughts and opinions all the time. And that really stirs the pot of self-doubt. So I find for me too, if I am having a moment where I'm not feeling great about myself or what what I'm doing or what I'm creating, and I start to get off track, I head to social media. It's like, Uh, just total glutton for punishment kind of thing where I know I'm not going to feel better, but I sort of go there to hope that I will. And I end up leaving feeling worse than when I started. So you really want to make sure when it comes to self-doubt that you are 
protecting your progress. So everything that you've put into your creative business and even just your ego, you really want to protect those things. Self-doubt really erodes both of those, right? Self-doubt makes you think less of yourself, makes you question if you're good enough. Um, and, And that really interferes with your progress. I've got three steps on how you can start to work through your self-doubt. It's not hard, but it definitely takes effort and it takes consistency. Here's how you're going to overcome self-doubt. First, you'll want to identify your triggers. Awareness or acceptance, it's the first step, right? So when these feelings of self-doubt creep up, make a point to acknowledge them. Hello, self-doubt. I see you. There you are. Acknowledge where these thoughts came from. What happened right before you started feeling shitty? Like, did you have a difficult conversation with a client? Did you get a rough night of sleep? Did you pop online and see other people just creating epic pieces of content? Did you look at your to-do list and feel completely overwhelmed and just like you can't do it? There are so many triggers that can lead you to feeling the way that you're feeling. Maybe somebody said something. Maybe somebody that you love and would hope would support you, family, friends, said something to you that just got you feeling derailed. Or maybe you realize that there's a consistent problem in your business or deficit, or it's just a simple one-off mistake. Start to pay attention to the things that are triggering your self-doubt and your insecurities. It's interesting how eye-opening it can be to just figure out the root cause of these triggers and what they are, because you'll start to see patterns. I'm an avid reader, and part of this podcast, one of my goals is to do like book reviews. So when I was a kid, there was something called Cliff Notes, which was the the little packet that you purchased if you didn't want to read the entire book. And it was basically, it would consolidate a 300-page book down to like 20 easy-to-digest pages. So that's basically what I want to do with with some of these episodes is really start to bring you the books that have changed my life and had a profound effect on me so that you can listen to my take on them and just really start to gather some um, some of the value without having to read the entire thing. One of those books is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. This book is absolutely one of my most favorite books that I've ever read. It is beyond profound in delivering an excellent perspective on just life in general and also interacting with other humans. So when I was talking about if there's a problem in your business or just a mistake that you made that's triggering self-doubt, I want you to consider this. Don Miguel Ruiz says, how many times do we pay for one mistake? The answer is thousands of times. The human is the only animal on earth that pays a thousand times for the same mistake. The rest of the animals pay once for every mistake they make. Every time we remember, we judge ourselves again. I think this is really interesting because these small things um, really add up to significant self-doubt and significant fears in how we feel about moving forward and how we feel about being seen. Um, because we just, our minds are a crazy place and it's something that we have to start controlling in order to be able to move ahead and make progress. A lot of times self-doubt can come from an external place. So it could be a friend, a family member, a client. 
people that we love and we know love us back, but sometimes their, you know, thoughtless comments can send us into a tailspin. Another book that I really love is called Audacity to be Queen by Gina DeVee, and she talks about how making others' voices more important than our own breeds self-doubt and self-abandonment. The first whispers of you can't or what will they think or that's not possible send our beloved dreams straight to the graveyard. It's as if unless there's a panel of judges celebrating our ideas in front of a stadium of cheering fans, we think our vision can't work. When you put it like that, I feel, and I know I've definitely felt this way in my own business, but when you put it like that, it sounds sort of shallow and selfish to expect just all this fanfare to support what we're doing. We get a lot of support in a lot of places, but we have to show up for ourselves and support ourselves first and foremost. All right, so we talked about really focusing in on what your triggers are, what's leading you to that self-doubt where where the self-doubt is coming from, what's happened just before it, and you'll start to see those patterns that we talked about. The next step to overcoming self-doubt really is to write it out. So there's a lot of amazingness that's swirling around in our minds, and then there's also a lot of not-so-amazingness swirling around in there too. The number one way that you can get on top of any of these negative thoughts, and also the positive ones, is to write it out. I'm going to say that we've lived a pretty charmed life up until 2019, and that year taught me so much about so many things because it was really, really hard. I'm going to do an episode on what happened in 2019 just to give you more more just insight into who I am and sort of what has led me to this place. But one of the blessings of having such a bad year is you really grow and you stretch and you learn how to overcome and you learn new perspective. And one of the biggest learnings that I got in 2019 was to journal. So this might sound a little woo-woo. I am honestly all about a little woo-woo mixed with business mindset. I think that success really you need both for success. Start to write out your thoughts. I write my journal every single morning and I also keep one on me in a bag or at my desk to write periodically throughout the day. I just find that it clears my mind and it helps me think in more black and white about whatever is happening. So self-doubt and and fears and insecurities are all this gray area, right? It's It's our own beliefs and it's our own thoughts. And those things are malleable and they can change from one day to the next. But when you write it down on paper, it's interesting how clear all of these sort of muddy thoughts become. It really takes the gray and turns it into black and white. So my suggestion for you when it comes to journaling, if this is something that you've never done before, there's a little bit of a format that I like to follow that has helped me. So first, when I open my journal, and I am a pen and paper girl, so I use just a an actual paper journal, but you can use notes on your phone, you can sit and journal on your laptop, whatever, whatever brings you the most joy and is going to have you doing this, definitely do that. What you want to do first is just write a brain dump. So whatever thoughts are popping up in your mind, write it out. You're going to get everything out first. And then once you get it out, 
you can start to rebuild and fill up with the positive things. So really you want to identify what feelings you're feeling and why. So if I just went onto Instagram and I started to look around and I started to feel like I wasn't good enough, then I'm going to go and write down just all my thoughts around that. So maybe I had a consultation with a client and they didn't book and I felt like I could serve them so well and I felt like it was such a great fit and I felt like my pricing was reasonable and then they didn't book. And all of these things that I felt before have completely changed just by this one action of this person not booking, right? And now I feel like I'm not good enough. My work isn't good enough. Maybe they didn't like me personally. Maybe my prices are too high. These are all the things that you want to write out just get them out of your brain and then it'll help you think more clearly. I would write all those insecurities and then I would start to write affirmations that rebuild myself. So you have to really start to believe in yourself more than anybody else will believe in you. That's the whole crux of self-doubt is that you show up for yourself first. And when you start to journal, you can really take control of those negative thoughts and turn them into positive ones. So if you truly feel like your work isn't good enough, then maybe this is the the way that you start to start to work through how you're going to improve it. So what's your plan there? If you truly think that your pricing was the problem, then dig into that and get to a place where you really know and understand your pricing and you can sell from a place of confidence. So do you see how journaling could be a really powerful tool? You're taking the negative, you're getting it out of your brain And then you're replacing it with either constructive to-dos to fix the problem if you believe there actually is a problem, or you can just replace it with positive affirmations that will, over time, really help you to overcome self-doubt and any of your insecurities. So now we've talked about the first step being identifying your triggers. The second step is to write it out and journal your thoughts. The third step is to change your future history and to choose more for yourself. So this is something where you've got to really understand, like we've been talking about, it's your choice to show up for yourself and to believe in yourself. We're constantly waiting for approval, permission, blessings, kudos, high fives to do the thing that we love and the thing that we're called to do. But what if we give it that to ourselves? What if we're the ones giving ourselves the high five? And we're the ones telling ourselves that we can do it. Because deep down, you know that you can, right? Like, you know, deep down, that this is what you were meant to do, and that you're pretty awesome at it, and that people will absolutely pay you to do this. So just start to believe in that. Really start to believe in yourself. We're so afraid of failure. We're so afraid of embarrassment, or if it doesn't work. But at the end of our journey, are we going to look back and think, I'm so glad I didn't go all in on the thing I loved and knew could be big. I'm so, so glad I stayed safe from critique and didn't pursue success. I can't imagine that you're going to think that. I can't imagine that I'm going to think that. And that's why I've decided to go all in on my dreams. And I see big things for you when you make the same decision for yourself. Back to the four agreements. I want to read you a passage that really resonated with me. Our personal dream can also become an ongoing nightmare when we live in a state of fear, but we don't need to dream a nightmare. It is possible to enjoy a pleasant dream. 
There are thousands of agreements you have made with yourselves, with other people, with your dream of life, with God, with society, with your parents, with your spouse, with your children. But the most important agreements are the ones that you made with yourself. In those agreements, you tell yourself who you are, what you feel, what you believe, and how to behave. If you want to live a life of joy and fulfillment, you have to find the courage to break those agreements that are fear-based and claim your personal power. Then to circle back to something that Gina DeVee from Audacity to be Queen said is it's not just about having a great attitude when everything is going the way you want. It's developing the emotional maturity to also maintain optimism when challenging circumstances present themselves. The second hurdle to success is lack of focus. Focus is so important. It's like the opposite of self-doubt, right? So when you don't have focus, you don't have a clear vision of what you're even supposed to be doing on a day-to-day basis and also longer term. When you lack focus, you waste time, you waste energy, and you waste potential revenue that you could be earning. And that stinks. So make a promise to yourself to just start to get focused. Focus requires a lot of consistency, but it's not hard work. What's your typical day like? Do you start the day motivated, ready to be productive, and then you jump from task to task, and before you've even realized it, you're scrolling Instagram for an hour? Or are you spending like three hours in your inbox responding to emails, and your entire day melts away, and you wonder what happened to it, and you haven't done any valuable work? Or maybe you're sitting overwhelmed with a huge to-do list that you don't even know how to tackle. Pay attention. Pay so much attention to how you spend your time. We have such a limited amount of it, and we spend it so frivolously on Netflix and Instagram and all the things. Imagine for a second how your life would change if you had focus, not just in your business, but outside of it, just overall. If you took more time to be more focused, what would your life look like? Last episode, I shared a vision workbook in the show notes on thesuccessfulcreatives.com. It's really designed to help create a vision. Once you have a vision, then it's so much easier to get focused. On a higher level, ask yourself, what do you want to do? What do you want your life to look like? And what would you love to achieve? Envision it and make a perpetual reminder. Your reminders can be any anything from a sticky note with a dollar amount. You know, we've talked a lot about how a dollar amount doesn't equal success, but when you price out the life that you want to be living and you design towards that, then there is a dollar amount associated with it. So maybe you have a sticky note with that dollar amount. I personally love vision boards. I made one In 2020, and even within a pandemic, all of my dreams, all of the things on the board became a reality. There was a tropical travel destination, a pool, and ideal coaching clients, and they all became reality because of a vision and because of this consistent reminder that kept me focused. On a more tactical front, there are also things that you should keep in mind when it comes to focus. What are the things that are stealing your focus or stealing your joy or time? And how can you automate or streamline those to focus on the meaningful stuff that's going to move your business forward and bring you more joy? 
We're going to get into this more in part two when we talk about the other two hurdles to success, which are lack of a plan and lack of systems. So to reiterate, focus is not hard. It's just consistent, which means it requires discipline. So on a daily level, what can you do to increase your focus? I've got a couple of recommendations. First, start the morning with a journal entry of how you want to feel and what you want to accomplish. So this ties in with, or when we talked about self-doubt, journaling is really powerful to get the negative thoughts out and to also build up the positive ones. So when you set a tone for what you want your day to feel like every single day, you're going to start to realize that your days become your thoughts, right? Thoughts turn into actions and actions turn into progress. Once you've identified how you want to feel and what you want to accomplish, make a to-do list. So this is the more logistical, tactical, these are the things that have to get done today. Prioritize the ones that have to get done and are going to move your business forward, and then focus on those ones first. The third tip is to exercise. So I am naturally a super lazy person. I would way rather be lying down on the couch watching a movie than outside walking or doing Pilates or even yoga. And I love yoga. But um, I find that I feel so much better and I am so much more focused when I move my body. So I really try to move my body for at least 20 minutes every day. I'm a huge napper too. Typically, I love those afternoon siestas, but I've started to get into the habit of making sure that I really get enough sleep at night. And then when I have the urge for siesta, I actually will head outside if the weather's nice and take a a short walk. Um, And that just keeps me on track and keeps my focus going. I recently just did a time audit per a coaching recommendation. I'm in a group coaching right now. And, um, And I did a time audit to see where I was spending my time. And that's a really interesting exercise to do as well. If you finish your days wondering what happened to all the time and why you didn't get anything done, the time on it is so eye-opening. So there are apps, I think there's one called Toggle, and um, and th- so there's different apps that you could use, but I actually just used pen to paper and manually tracked my time. And simply doing that was I only did it for a couple of days. I can't even tell you how much time I was wasting on little things. And it really helped me get focused and start to cut out some of those silly things in Time Sucks that was just stealing my hours. I want to end this episode by just saying thoughts really create your reality. I think that's the overarching message of this episode. When it comes to self-doubt and it comes to staying focused, Just knowing and understanding that your thoughts create your reality and that you are in charge of your thoughts. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Glennon Doyle. She's the author of Untamed, which is also another amazing book. She says, let's conjure up from the depths of our souls, the truest, most beautiful lives we can imagine, the truest, most beautiful families we can fathom, the truest, most beautiful world we can hope for. Let's put it all on paper. Let's look at what we've written and decide that these are not pipe dreams. These are our marching orders. They are the blueprint for our lives, our families, our world. May our dreams become our plans. Join me next week for a one-on-one interview with Caroline Talbot of Caroline Talbot Studios. She's a luxury boudoir photographer in Boston that I'm so lucky to also call my friend. 
We're going to talk all about how she pivoted from weddings to a very niche boudoir business and the key to her success. See you then. I really hope that you liked this. If you got something out of it, would you leave me a review? I'd be so, so honored and would absolutely be doing a happy dance around my kitchen. Is there a topic you're hoping I'll talk about or a creative you'd love for me to interview? Let me know and I'll see if I can add it to the agenda.